One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. It's Monday, it's the wind-up, the latest video games, the biggest talking points, the juiciest leaks and rumors for the gaming week. I'm Scott Hilford, joined by Josh Brown, and not Josh Brown at all, it's Jules Gill. I wish that I was Josh Brown, but alas <laughs> and alike, he ain't here today. I would also wish to be that man, because he's likely in bed. Um, but yes, having a big schnoozy. Having a big schnoozy schnooze. Joining me today is Mr. Jules Gill of UBP fame and Taliban a podcast fame. Listen, mate, I, the only thing is that uh, I came here thinking to myself, oh, it's lovely, get invited onto the show. Obviously, you've called <laughs> me the wrong name to begin with. That's fine, we can move beyond that. But also, it's you've late thrown my entire like tone out of, like, for the week out, because mm. I'm obviously used to sharing time with you on a Friday, so now yeah. my brain is set into Friday, mate, where I think, oh yeah, after this, I just get to go chat. But no, it's the beginning of the Week. No, you've got, you've got all the days to come. My day, my day, my voice is still completely blasted from Saturday <laughs> night and a whole week of talking all week long when Mr. Jules Gill visited the Northeast, and mm-hmm. which is uh, my favourite children's book. But for the wind up, and we're going to talk about various games that we've been playing. But I thought we'd do a nice little, nice little leak rumor sandwich as well, because there's a couple of leaks doing the rounds, a few different stories that are getting off the ground. Right. Um, and the system just going to have to stop you to... there, my friends. Yes, uh, a leak rumor sandwich sounds. Yes awful absolutely <laughs> awful culinary uh, masterpiece that you've made there maybe if it was but if maybe it was, a speciality of wales yeah maybe if it was cooked better or, or perfectly i was trying to make some sort of analog to it could go well but it might not go well which is the perfect lead in to the first rumor slash leak thing and um, which is the crash bandicoot wumper league which is the next game the crash bandicoot sorry, is doing sorry, 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 <laughs> run that name by me again pal what are you saying <laughs> it's called <laughs> the crash bandicoot wumper league now the thing that's leaked is the battle pass for this game um, so which what? oh yeah i know this is this is why, <laughs> this is why. i'm sorry I'm, I'm interrupting you just you tell me the story and then i'm gonna wrap this I is like what i told you about this. the new limp biscuit song snacky poo but it's all right oh, we just you don't. just gotta keep going you just you need to snacky poo but don't. this um this game is called crash bandicoot wumper league and the thing that's leaked is the battle pass for it which is also um it's like a dev graphic as well that shows various things that are going to be added to the game over time um including different heroes different maps and they do mention different story levels and then it says that they were, uh, in theory, going to get a beta out for the game this year, but it's been, it looks like it's been delayed. Um, but this is the overall talking point. This is why I wanted you for the reactions. What the living hell do you think Crash Bandicoot Wumper League even is? I dread to think. This, to <laughs> me, sounds awful. Now, do not get me wrong. I am a huge, huge fanboy of Crash. I absolutely love Same. every single one of the titles of this series. I even have, in a weird very, very dementedly weird way, a bit of a soft spot for Wrath of Cortex. I enjoy the okay. series that much as a whole. I enjoy that was when playing I for the his, hills. Yeah, I, I, enjoy, I just enjoy playing his games. Mm. Um, but Wumper League, 
And the words <laughs> battle pass used together. And that's, it's Activision. That's, that's forming the big sort of like uh, the big cross to my uh, vampire <laughs> <laughs> nature. Like, I'm going, I'm right back in the crypt with that one, mate. That is, is not good. I wonder because what's the one game that people have been asking for that they haven't done yet? Crash Bash. And I wonder if they've taken Crash Bash, they've looked at Mario Party, All Stars, Mario Party Superstars, Mario Party in general, yeah. Yeah, and they've yeah. Activision the living S out of it. And they've just gone, okay, oh, you want Crash Bash? Right, it's Crash Bash, but it's monetized to hell. I'm going to sell you the, the heroes okay, and the characters so, right, and the maps right, and the games. Just, just, just let me Wumpa run my League, head around this. Okay, so Wumpa League could be one of three things. Two of them are <laughs> cool and one of them are uncool. Yes. What, let's start with the uncool thing first, okay. what, which is what you say here. It could be like a Battle Royale well, see, style for thing, me, that's like, where that's it's just like you're doing like a, like a hero fighter style thing. Yes. I'm not up for that sort of <clears throat> gubbins. No. Don't want anything about that. Wumpa League could also be a football game and that, like, Mar- like, um, uh, oh, like Mega Mario Man Strikers, Strikers. Okay, that sure. could actually yeah. be decent. Imagine all of their separate powers. Like, Cortex could use his ray gun to, like, put up blockades and stuff to stop That'd the goals cool. from going in. Oh, like, Crash can use a super spin. That means you get that. Ripperoo could, like, burst out of his straight jacket or, like, do his TNT <laughs> explosions after he runs. There is a lot they could do with that concept. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also... Wumpa League just sounds like a discount version of Rocket League, but that also has caught me kind of excited because if it was like them running around an arena, maybe like trying to like oh, uh, smash it stuff in, that could be I good. wonder because I wonder if they want to reuse the Crash Team Racing engine and that's you what I was that thinking. And you put that into a Rocket League style uh, three on three thinking, yeah. thing, I'd probably take that to be honest. I'd Would they be allowed to do that, that though? Because of Wumpa League being so like, if so, if like Rocket League close. developers are just like, guys, come on, you can't just call it League. Like, like you have to <laughs> like come with something already, else. They already sort of like nicked it from like football or whatever. But I guess if you just mm. did it a three on three Crash Bandicoot Crash Team Racing style uh, football game, I'm not gonna lie, I'd be I'd be 100 on board I'd with be that. Very I think, up behind that. Yeah, I think if they did um, a th- something more like a battle royale, again, I'll be running for the hills. But there's uh, yeah, there's no, a chance. Um, but yeah, that game, uh, if the leaked artwork is to be believed, which is doing the rounds online, um, is uh, was meant to be shown off this year towards the end of this year. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Maybe it'll be at something like a State of Play or the Game Awards or something like that. Um, Wait, just to see. clarify something. You've yes. got an image yes. uh, when you say a leaked uh, thing of, of the box art. Have you got? No, just a battle pass, including oh, the developer's schedule. Right. Um, okay. So it was like the alpha, the beta, all the different stuff with the heroes mm-hmm. and the maps mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. All the thing, all the things that they wanted to do uh, until I guess the rest of the, the last year or so got in the way. Yeah. Um, but the name Crash Bandicoot Wumpa League has been doing the rounds for the last few years. So it seems like whatever it is, there's some sort of Wumpa League coming to our screens very soon. So uh, we'll do another leak thing, the other uh, slice of the leak sandwich towards the end of the podcast. And um, before the majority of it, we thought we'd talk about stuff that we've been playing. Now, Mr. Jules Gill, you discovered Yo. the Nintendo Switch in the last few weeks, <laughs> the last month or so. How have you been yeah. finding that? So uh, I was lucky enough to be sent uh, a copy of Metroid Dread and mm. the Switch OLED for review. Again, I need to stress this to people who think that I just got paid off by Nintendo to get good <laughs> reviews for it. No, I didn't. You just get sent stuff. That was stuff such a before. weird response. Well, you, well, you get, liked you it. Sent, you must have been paid. You get you get sent stuff before it comes out yeah. for review so that you can release it on review day. Yeah. I don't understand people who just go like, well, what do you mean you got it free for it? It's like, I don't <laughs> just pick up a game and immediately know everything about it in order to form a review on the day 
of its release. That doesn't happen. Oh, I, anyway, I, I, maybe I missed what the initial like uh, response to that video was, but I remember the dislikes. And I was like, well, it's just a review of something that I, you right. liked. Why is that all, bad? All I said was Metroid Dread is awesome. And I yeah, think it's one of the best Metroid games, which it is. And also <laughs> I said that the OLED is an unnecessary, but pretty decent piece of kit. Yeah, I think that's a pretty which, fair which statement. It is. Because it is, it most certainly is. Like if I was to actually go and actually, we'll, we'll, we'll go back into what games mm. I've been playing. But if I was to look at the Switch consoles side by side, mm. and I was buying it with my own money, I probably would just buy the older version. But only because of the fact, Ooh, only because of the fact that I know that it's a, a damn sight cheaper. And yes. while the uh, amazing uh, audio and the amazing screen that you get on the OLED it isn't the selling point for me. The games are the selling point. And I yeah, have yeah, seen yeah. like a, a direct side-by-side -side comparison of games like Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. And yes, brighter, more vibrant colors mm. is definitely a selling point and it's very, very attractive to look mm -hmm. at, but it didn't change the way the game played and I still thought no, it looked bloody yeah, good. Yeah. Like, well, my thing, like coming, because I'm that absolute maniac who bought an OLED Switch, even though I still have a regular Switch, and I love the new TVs, screen. TV's Telford, that's what I call you. <laughs> Television first. And so, like, I, uh, no, I, like, I really love the OLED Switch, but like you said, if you if you compare the launch models, if it was £300 on the table, a launch mm -hmm. model, uh, you know, Nintendo Switch from 2017, and the OLED one, the OLED is the better one to get. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. you're just wanting to play Switch games and you don't want to fork out the 350 or whatever it is for the OLED, absolutely get the original switch or just get a switch light or something i was um really impressed actually well i say really impressed i was it was impressive to see how much the prices were dropping on mm. the older models when this oled one came out like if mm. you're looking to get into uh, the switch gaming uh, sphere then mm. secondhand switches are abound and they are like maybe half price it's like the yeah. best time to get involved with it but yeah, still man. anyway it's a good console great games though like <laughs> finally being able to actually like get involved with that i know that it's what 2017 when uh, yep. mario odyssey released? So Mar yeah mario odyssey and breath of the wild were both like i i don't know how intentional this was but mm. there's a version of the switch you can get which is the blue and red controllers on the side and yeah. i just view that as blue being uh, zelda because the new tunic is blue it's the oh, same shade mario red is mario They're like the pillars of the console oh. I've always thought that. I don't know if they intended that. Maybe it was just a happy-go-lucky thing. Um, Why yeah, wasn't you... the middle ground of the console pink then for Kirby? I wish. I will, because that. Why they wasn't it in new... the shape of a hammer for Smash Brothers? <laughs> I guess they haven't done like a new proper good Kirby in a while. They're doing the next evolution of him soon. Are you that saying that? Epic... Of... Wait, what, what was Epic? Star Yard? Allies? No, that was not. The, that was not very good. Oh, and Star I love Kirby Allies. so much. Oh man, when they tried to be a fighting game, and I was just <laughs> well, like, was that this, too? this looks. This looks so good, like for me, because I love my button mashes. I was right. like, oh, I'll give this a right, right blast. And I looked at it, and I was like, nah, nah <laughs> there's no depth to this whatsoever. Star Allies is the one where they uh, tried to make it entirely like four player you can play it that solo but you have it. to kill it. your ai teammates and the levels don't oh, work like, it's um, just it's not uh, a thing that legend of zelda four swords do you remember that yeah try force heroes that was the one yeah, yeah where they had to like got everyone together and it was great Which, if you had like multiplayer but I remember having to like move the links over to the i was gonna two. say oh, i, I like, forget oh, who said that game was better than its reputation but mm -hmm. I, I ignored that thing like the plague point being underneath all this that you finally yes. played a bit of the old mario odyssey how have you found catching the moons I have to admit that this might well be the most fun I've had in a video game in a Ooh. long time. I know that I'm late to the party, but man, is this party still going strong. It feels uh -huh. like The Shining, it just never ends. You just, you get to live there forever <laughs> in a painting, like with Jack Nicholson, just uh -huh. like having a little like a uh, shiggy and a little like a uh, glass of port. But as a video game experience, yes. not only does this look fantastic, 
I love the level design because they've just yeah. gone completely out there and they're just hiding moons everywhere, just bearing its little cheeky ass right in your face for <laughs> so many moons. I thought that it was absolutely brilliant. I uh, found myself thinking like, oh, I've completed this level. Like I've gone mm. through every single nook and cranny and then looking at the list and being like, I'm 40 moons short. Where the <laughs> hell are the rest of them? And I've I don't just know. got to the bit now where... Um, so I, I guess I can talk about spoilers. I mean, yeah, it's oh, yeah. very it's four old years old at this but point. I, I've gotten to the bit where you first catch up with Bowser just past uh, New Donk City and uh, was having a good old uh, bash with him. Mm. Loved getting taking his wedding hat, turning it into a pair of boxing gloves <laughs> and beating the ever-loving piss out of him. That did you do good. in New Donk City, did you find the theatre where you get the, the tribute to Mario? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That incredible. Uh, th- there's so many little touches that make Odyssey feel like it feels grander than um mario galaxy one and mm. two did for me personally yeah. like yeah, i was yeah. worried about like how they were just constantly trying to go bigger means better because mm. obviously the jump from n64 to sunshine to galaxy to galaxy 2 uh, that is a big jump and then obviously with uh 3d world a lot of people felt like they dropped the ball because it was um it was just trying to go back to the old school style mm-hmm. of games. This perfectly meshes every brilliant idea that they've had in the series up until this point and just says, hey, look, it's a massive collectathon, but you will <laughs> want to explore every bit of the level. You will want to find them. Mm-hmm. I cannot, sitting here right now, tell you why I care so much about collecting <laughs> moons. But all I know is, is that I am, as soon as I go through the game mm-hmm. and I exhaust all of my patience in terms of what I can find myself, mm-hmm. I will be looking up guides to help me get the 100% on this. I want I, to complete this 100%. Yeah, I think they make it, it's just so playable. Like everyone talks about mm-hmm. the, the feel of a Nintendo game, but I feel like the amount of the lessons that they learned from uh, or just developing Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey and kind of their version of open world stuff and obviously in Odyssey's case it's smaller biomes but they're just so tightly designed yeah, yeah. and then you get that nice little jazz version of the main theme when you collect the moon and it's just like yeah. a nice little pleasant thing but it's all very like you know brightly coloured and it's just it encourages you to just keep going just keep collecting just keep playing and the way that Mario moves I love all the cappy abilities that you can get yeah. and like if you jump throw it out ahead of you and do a dive jump then you, ju- you can use it as a platform and get even further yeah. and it's just like and they've like tucked away moons like super high or super far off a ledge or something and everything that you experiment with it feels like you you think maybe you're breaking the game maybe you're going a bit too far a bit but too no, far they, the beaten path. they have planned it they already thought for that and I, just, yeah. I love when developers know uh what you're going to experiment with and what, what you're going to try and stuff and what's your what's been your favorite cappy ability so far I love the ability, like you were saying, to be able to uh, jump, throw out, dive onto the top mm-hmm. of it. And I like the fact that it gives you every single ability right at the beginning of the game. It doesn't yeah. unlock it doesn't lock anything behind it and there's no power-ups. You just get like you get better and therefore mm-hmm. the game opens up as a result of it. Mm-hmm. I think that um doing the uh the ground pound and doing the jump immediately after to get mm-hmm. the extra height to start a chain of like throwing the cap out and doing that. Mm-hmm. I saw people doing that on like videos and especially for the likes of video game donkey he's like he's yeah, yeah. incredibly good at this uh balloon capture game that mm. i've yet to play but and i'm dreading playing it if i'm honest because <laughs> i know that everyone's gonna just completely absolutely school me uh-huh. but watching him chain together all these moves i was like that looks impossible and yet i find that the nut is cracking and i am emerging <laughs> from it out there like peeking out because i'm starting to get better i'm starting to be like, able to do these things yeah it's almost like learning like an instrument like it has it has like yeah. a, a responsive feel to it where you just sort of you do it again your muscle memory kind of takes over you like find these different abilities and stuff and um, i love all the different captures that you can do as well like you can become yeah. a goomba you can become different oh, one-offs that, and stuff feature. like that yeah i love the, the, the what's the like the corsetina worm 
that I yeah, love like that. multiple body bits because it's, it's all musical. I love yeah. how they've just like the sound design in this game is phenomenally good. Mm-hmm. Like the little touches when you go from 3D to 2D and the music doesn't reset in a 2D form, it picks up exactly where yeah. it was in the 2D sphere, and it's like. Ah, oh, the, the sound effects of like the coins change, like all of the um the clicks and pops and whistles, like when you're running with the uh, with the rocket flower mm. and it makes like like it's little things like that. I'm just kind of like, oh, somebody has done an exceptional job with this. Yeah, but it, one of the beautiful, one of the best parts is that it doesn't feel exploitatively nostalgic. It doesn't feel like they're using it no. as a crutch. It just no. feels like this is what Mario is. This is the legacy. We can lean on it a little bit and you can have fun with it, but it doesn't feel like there's a lot of projects in the modern day like the new ghostbusters film or whatever yeah. that are just like here's the thing you like therefore you like the new thing and we're not going to do anything else other than remind you of the old thing that's very true just out of uh, thought mm. how come ba- how come bowser isn't cancelled <laughs> well, just, just bear way? with me right right, right. kidnapping you know, princess Duke, Peach. right duke nukem yes. is pretty much cancelled because yes. of his like attitude towards women and <laughs> yes. people just don't want to play as him anymore and that was shown in duke nukem forever mm-hmm. how come mm-hmm. bowser's allowed to literally capture and force a woman to marry him and he's just like wait if i'll invite you down to the to the park to do some uh some well, like, the... go-karts later on funnily enough i wouldn't say i wouldn't think i was going to say this sentence for a mario game but you have to wait and see how the story goes in uh, okay. by, the you, okay. by the time that plays out um because it's uh, it's not as cut and dry as you might think there's okay. a little, 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 slight little wrinkle as to what's going on between bowser and peach's relationship and um, although back in the day let's just assume this is all one giant timeline yeah, yeah, yeah. um he was definitely a lot more forceful back in the day yeah. i feel like modern day bowser um has maybe calmed himself down a little bit and maybe started to become a little bit more open to um you know act asking for permission and the uh, old, and, and the old making... grab a stand treatments so yes like... just, <laughs> just so having a word with himself uh, before yeah, okay. he gets a bit carried okay. away. many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. 
Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Um, so something that I've been playing is the Guardians of the Galaxy game, something that I didn't mm-hmm. expect to be anything at all. I thought it was going to be an absolute tire fire. I just thought the marketing was pretty naff for it. Um, and the little bits of gameplay they showed, even there was frame rate dips in the gameplay demos, and it just didn't seem like it was going to be anything. And obviously it was developed by Eidos, who helped make the Avengers game, which is also in itself a massive disappointment. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, though, um, is phenomenal. Like, it's it's incredibly well-made. And I think that the um, the script is the best part about it. It reminds you of, like, the best through-line sense of humor that's in both movies. Um, and it doesn't have... I don't know if you like the Guardians movies yourself. I did. I enjoyed okay. the first one much more than the second one. Same. So, like, Guardians 2, I find that they belabor the humor too much. Like, it's just sort of, mm-hmm. we're just going to shout the punchline at you until you laugh. And that's yeah, kind of all we yeah. have. It's a and, comedy film first and a superhero film second. Yeah, yeah. Sense. And it's like, in this one, um, I don't know, I don't know if you look up who the specific writers are, but the way the script is put together, it just has that level of charm that comes with the first one. Um, and I just think it's extremely well written. It just feels fun to play as this group of people. From what I, well, I tell you what, this is mm. just goes to show how marketing uh, can absolutely bungle your game before <laughs> it even gets into the hands of players. Because I, alongside many others, assumed that this was like Avengers DLC because right. the way that it, it was looked pushed like it. out, it just looked like an expansion that they would they'd separated away mm-hmm. from the main game and were just charging you extra for. And a lot of people will rightly be pissed off about mm-hmm. that, but. Yeah. What the more and more I, that I see about this, it does look like it's a pretty well-made game. I mean, it still is a bit janky in some places, <coughs> but it looks to be their answer to Spider-Man or Miles Morales. Like yes. a little bit more of a character study rather than just being a balls to the wall, hits every single superhero oh, it's, action it's like a, It's almost like a 70-30 split of um, of dialogue and in character interaction to action itself. Mm-hmm. Like you do, you are doing gunfights, you are doing like sort of small-ish platforming bits, um, but you're doing a lot of dialogue, a lot of like choices when you're in dialogue. Yeah. You can tell it's the team that made Deus Ex. Um, and it, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of characters remembering what you've said. It's a lot of making choices in the mission um, that, uh, you know, choose how things play out. Like there's one bit in sort of the third or fourth chapter where you choose which one of the Guardians you want to try and set to a monster buyer and it's whether or not Groot or Rocket is a bigger monster um, you just sell one of your own mates yeah, yeah 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 well the whole the whole plan is that you're selling them to get some money because you need money to pay off another yeah, debt yeah. and so you're doing that and then you get the choice as Star-Lord to choose like do you want to sell Groot or Rocket and if you pick Groot Rocket gets really annoyed because he loves Groot and he's like how dare you call him a monster he's a, he's a beautiful yeah, thing yeah, and how yeah. dare you so I put Rocket in the cage and then uh, and that mission all plays out with Rocket trying to be sold and obviously the monster buyer is just laughing at him going that's not a monster it's a tiny raccoon does and that, that mean as well that, that way 
is Rocket out of your party then for that for that? Bit? It's kind of all in one giant cutscene. Like it's oh, like you're I picking see. stuff, right, you're okay. doing dialogue yeah, options and stuff, um, and then things go sideways. It was in one of the, in one of the trailers too. Um, things go sideways, and then you have to sort of contend with what's happened. But I, in my head, don't know how that entire level would have played out if Groot was in there instead. And I have mm -hmm. seen some rumbling online that it is the illusion of choice. I don't know if Rocket has to be in there or not. Um, right. But I'm sure in the trailer they showed Groot in the cage. So I think there are, there are different ways that things can play out. My question is, is that mm. you bought this uh, full price, I yes. assume. So 60 is, English pounds. It, it was, it, was it worth it? Because no offense to the mm. game developers, it didn't look to me like it was anything super special. It looked like some work mm. and some love and some care had <clears> gone on. But after the, uh, the fan base had been burned by the Avengers, I potentially saw this as being too soon to jump back into the waters of another mm -hmm. superhero game that is so closely associated with the Marvel license. No, I know. It, it, it's interesting. I think the production value, it is sky high. Uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've had one, only one glitch so far where a character's warped out of a cutscene and just stood there instead of animating and I had to reset. <laughs> um, but overall, it's been stellar. I, the, the facial animation is incredible. I love, like I said, I love the script. The soundtrack is great. Um, very much a sort of archetypal 80s 101. Um, but they do such great character work. Like I said, the script is the shining star um, and it's backed up by the music. It's backed up by the character interactions. And the, just the way that they write the dynamics of that group which i think can get too lost in themselves like in guardians 2 where drax is the big dumb one and gamora is just yeah. really angry and rocket's all angry and it just they kind of get lost in themselves but Actually, when you write those characters well it, yeah. it works really well that's the one thing that i found that i didn't like about guardians of the galaxy mm. you hit it on the nail on the head that it's not just drax is the dumb one they're all the dumb yeah, yeah and i was like oh okay and they're all the angry one and they're all yeah, the destructive yeah, it's like, it's like one there's no i get that like in human like uh personalities we all are a flux of emotions at yeah. any given moment but this was very much just kind of like, ah, I've just, I've written a joke. Just put it, anyone can say this joke. Like The thing that they do really well is when you're on mission, you can, uh, you know, the Guardians will be bickering amongst themselves. They're arguing about where they need to go and you can talk mm -hmm. during those missions uh, or during those uh, those moments. They'll ask you what you think or if you go off the beaten path to go find a collectible, they've written tons of dialogue that addresses that. And um, just obviously Drax does everything literally. So like if you go off the beaten path, he'll just like, oh, if, you, if you're shooting at the environment because maybe you're trying to unlock a secret path or something, he'll just say, what are you shooting at? Peter Quill or like something like that just little bits and pieces and uh, where Rocket will get annoyed that you're not keeping up with him or whatever and um, cool. it's just it's those little things that make it feel like a development team had the time and the money and the production to to care and, and apply that care in a way that the Avengers didn't and the Avengers story mode was solid enough but it, this is way way better uh, and so like yeah I've been like pleasantly surprised I'm on chapter five at the minute I think there's at least 15 chapters um but it is healthy it's a healthy size is there going to be any sort of future support for it? Or is it just going to be like a, a one and done? Sort it of seems thing? like it's a one and done, which I love. Mm. Like it's kind of a throwback mm -hmm. to like late 2000s Uncharted style single player games. Like there's no multiplayer mm -hmm. component. Mm -hmm. There's no loot box crap. There's nothing like that. Um, it is just a third person shooter um, with more like almost like a more athletic sensibility. Like you have an air dash, you have um, Starlord has a bunch of different abilities, but his first one is like a hover. So you can fly over the battlefield while you're telling the team what to do. Um, and it just it comes together nicely. The the um, the combat's really over the top, and like it, it, you can your ultimate ability is to just play a song. So you do like yeah. a, um, you the do like huddle, a huddle. Uh, you choose what to say that's going to motivate everybody, and then he clicks his uh, his tape player, and a random top song of the eighties comes on, and everyone's damage goes up, and you get to have a god in this moment. That stuff's done really well. Um, next game down, um, you played a bit of Actraiser, which was an old school legendary yeah. game on the SNES. So I was very, uh, so I remember days of playing this on the Mega Drive mm. and I was, I only have like foggy memories of it. You know what right. I mean? Like where it was just kind of like, oh, it's coming out. That's pretty cool. I never yeah. had like a deep seated love for it, but I was like, oh, fair enough. I'll give this a whack when it comes mm -hmm. out. 
uh, because the reason that I liked it is that it had 2D side-scrolling adventuring and a kind of town city manager style yeah, thing. Yeah, the little floating like, baby thing. Where you're, you play as like a weird cherub. Well, the cherub yeah. is like the person who's... Um, you technically play as God, but you are... <laughs> the cherub is your sort of like physical embodiment when you're not physically embodied in battle. It's very okay. strange. Uh, it's a very strange game to be... To, like. Because it's every, like a legendary thing because it has these like it's like a hybrid of like these different yeah. game mechanics. I never played it, but I know what it is. The the hybrid idea is brilliant on paper, but I found that this uh, new version it is a game of two halves in mm. so such a literal sense because every single time you're playing the side scrolling adventuring where you're swinging your sword and you're jumping around and do that, it is bollocks. It oh. is it is it is absolutely terrible. The level <laughs> design is bad. The, okay. uh, the the combat is bad. The animations look janky and horrible. They're 3D rendered sprites on 2D rendered planes, and nothing uh, can look more sort of like out of place. So people saying that the, the really revamps. like janky when they move. So like when they attack, right. it's literally just like two frames of animation. Mm -hmm. Hated that. But then you get into the actual like base and town management side mm. of things, and things do actually become a lot more pleasant because you are listening to the um, the prayers of your people. Mm. You get attacked by monsters both on the land and in the air, so you're constantly having to defend your town like in real time. But you're also watching them build. You're also helping them with certain areas. You're diving into giant pits to rid them of evil and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it's only when you get to these certain sections does it go. You, the guardian of light, has to come down, embody yourself into this like hero warrior pose and just go in there and just attack and kill everything mm -hmm. and it's in those moments where i'm just like oh i was having so much fun and it's been ruined by the action <laughs> weirdly enough it's i think it's a very strange game yeah because they're selling it for like 25 pounds on the store at the minute and yeah. i know that it is like i said it's a legendary to well it's a much talked about game for like decades at this point um, and i really want to pick it up and like i said i'm head ill i'll buy most stuff but i didn't drop 25 pounds on act yeah i was waiting for someone to say if it was worth it or not thing is, it's like, it's, it's 25 quid. Like, we're in mm. this day and age of uh, $60, $70 games. That is actually pretty much a bang and bargain for the amount of content <laughs> that you do get out of it. But just that side-scrolling action, it's just, it's not good-looking game. So if you can get say, over it, yeah. Then, yeah, then fine. You'll probably have an okay time with that side of it. But mm -hmm. it's definitely the base and town management that is the real strength of this game. Mm -hmm. And the writing is actually unintentionally hilarious like right. to the point where you've got different characters one of them is a massive pompous uh, hero who's like he comes in here he's like i'm the hero of this town and then literally the cherub comes down and goes actually you're not uh, the <laughs> god himself here he's actually the hero you are just like a, a pawn that uh -huh. he's gonna ask you to and he goes ah oh, yeah fair one actually <laughs> yeah you are actually <laughs> god and i can't really argue with you so what do you want me to do like how forward thinking that was when they because they wrote that in like the early 90s but it felt I think they like punched up work. the dialogue a few right, places right. for it. Which is, and you get... saying, the old school graphics are preferable. Yeah. Like you said, it's like that 2D, 3D mix thing as well, which is a bit like old school meets new school stuff. My um, favorite, favorite bit, by the way, is just when you're answering the prayers of the, of the townspeople because they come and they're like, forsooth, dear Lord, please, F, can you uh, rid this well of vinegar that somebody has poured into <laughs> it? And you're just like, ah, yeah, go on. Then it's like, ah, oh, thank you so much. Now our streams will be vinegar free. <laughs> <laughs> 
so so weird. I it's love like it. black and white if it was mixed yeah. with like a two D Dark Souls. Or something. Yeah. yeah. And the last game I'm going to shout out is a lovely little game called Monables, which started out on mm. arcade uh, Apple Arcade um, last year, and it's made its way to Switch as of I think it was October 21st. So it's only been out for a couple of weeks. Um, this game, oh my God, Jules Gill, this game, this game is as beautiful aesthetically as recommendable aesthetically as Dodgeball Academia was. Oh. You just put oh. it on and it's you just drink it in. But the concept of this game is you play as four different animal DJs who are all sitting on their boats, all competing in a different in a DJ tournament, and you're fishing for notes to put into your Amazing. set. Amazing. Which is just it's so original, it's so cool. And the game starts with you playing as like a synthwave cat um called like the something feline. Um and like I said, the gameplay is half 2D platforming where you're playing as like the real, but the real is like a headphone jack. Um, and you're sort of like swimming around doing like basic platforming stuff, knocking into enemies, um, solving basic puzzles and puzzles and stuff. And then every boss is a note that you're going to add. If you defeat them, you beat the, you know, you add the note to the um, comp- composition side of things, which any one of those notes will be a lead note, a bass note and a drum note. So anything that right. you're beating gives you three new things. Um, and then you just go in there and you can just make songs, make beats in there. Oh, and so you actually them. make them? Yeah, you like make, you can... you can make them manually. Oh. Like you can do, you have a full keyboard and you can place the notes anywhere. You can make different drum fills. Uh, and different drum beats and bass beats. Does it allow for like MIDI keyboard support where you can actually like use? No, that I guess you can't add anything. That's the thing. You can't add anything to the Switch, and you can't export either. But you can share okay. them amongst the community, so you can go in there and see what other people have uh, yeah. have done. Um, and each different character you play as, like I said, you start as a synthwave cat. Um, each different character is a different bank of songs, so you're fishing for different styles of music. So amazing. The, uh, second character is like a jazz frog, so you're like fishing for like trumpet noises. Um, oh, I haven't got cool. any further than that yet, but um, there's like yeah, but it's just you're just make it's just for the love of music if you love music and 2d platforming games it's just such a lush combo and so um is, is there of, any story or is it literally just they're competing no, to really, the best that's, just, that's they're, it they're competing in a dj tournament and there's a they're just they're just competing in a dj <laughs> tournament they don't have the best music but um so far there's not been anything where the game analyzes your song like it's not like you're making one big song to win the tournament you're sort of just you're lounging around like on your boat with your big fish mm-hmm, rod mm-hmm. fishing out the beats um and then there's also there's like a cat who's like a judge but he's just sort of having fun and then there's like a shop where you can buy uh, different effects like a tremolo effect a delay oh, a reverb, cool. a chorus um things to put on your notes to make it sound cooler when you're just in the other half of the game and um, so everything just comes together really really nicely and they give you loops as well if you don't want to do manual composition you can pick from a list so like it'll already have like a bunch of drum beats or lead rhythms right okay you can just do a bit you over the top of that it reminds me of the ps1 classic music 2000 which very few games oh yeah were like that and yeah, i miss yeah, that yeah. whole thing so i just i've been loving monomals it's just been a beautiful hungover game as i make really slow synthwave while i slow <laughs> die on sundays but um but it's been brilliant so um to round things off to uh, end stuff and to close out the leak sandwich and uh, okay. this is something that was breaking this afternoon uh, microsoft and sega have announced they, uh, they did a press release announcing a strategic alliance uh, between them where sega said they want to take advantage of microsoft's streaming technology um, and they want to uh, create a new and innovative platform oh, called really? super game um, where they want to focus on global online technology and communities and they're, they're going to be working together going forward um, the fun bit, though, is that Jez Corden from Windows Central just tweeted the words Alpha Protocol because maybe Whoa. now, maybe now <laughs> we have Sega working with Microsoft, Obsidian have been bought by Microsoft. We can yep. finally put Alpha Protocol, either remake the mother effer or just put it out on Xbox. Where's that game been? Oh, and it can finally Alpha happen. Protocol is absolute banter fuel. <laughs> the amount of like effort that goes into letting it's you so make broken. your spy man just an absolute like piece of trash. Yep. I love him. Love I it. love that game. I think when you if you play it now, because I've not played it in a few years, but even when it came out, it was broken as hell. The aiming was yep. like a dice roll. Oh yeah, janky. 
But the sheer ambition of it, just take Mass Effect's dialogue system and interactions and then play like James Bond, but you can you can be James Bond, you can be Jason Bourne, you can be whoever you want, yep, yep. Uh, choose your own spy adventure like, with different dialogue options and stuff. That game deserves to be out for a new audience. It shows how the strength of the writing and the <clears> sort of uh, the way that you can approach the missions. Yes. When everyone was saying, everyone I knew who played that game was saying that it was absolute cack to play, but it <laughs> yeah. was really fun to go through. So I was mm-hmm. like, that's a very, that's that's not good, but it's really amazing <laughs> that there is like the strength of conviction that you get from just the writing on that. Yeah, man. Also, one of the best understated Nolan North performances as the psychopathic oh, torturer yeah. Stephen Heck. Who's a, who's a really One great day. character as well. Um, but yes, that's been the wind-up. Thanks, everybody, for listening along. It's not been Josh Brown. It has been Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me, mate. I've been Scott Turvin, and we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.